Ladies of Lynn, happy Friday. This is your first ever listening on the Woman Lynn Podcast. My name is Samani Lynn, and I'm the founder and CEO of Woman of Lynn, which is a national women's empowerment organization that is dedicated to uplifting, empowering, and inspiring all women to be boss to support and networking. We partake in a variation of different initiatives like weekly group community service. We have an international motivational podcast that you're listening to right now. We have a one-on-one mentorship program for female entrepreneurs called the Boss Academy, and so, so, so much more. With that being said, you ladies know we have nothing but the best of the best Debbie Bosses with each and every episode. And this Debbie Boss was born in Washington, D.C., but was raised in Prince George's County, Maryland. While pursuing degrees at Shaw University and Bowie State University, she discovered her passion for teaching. She later became an adjustment professor at Bowie State University and College of Southern Maryland, where she taught mass communications. Additionally, she has worked alongside the Dating House Incorporation as a mentor coordinator, providing community outreach and guidance to the youth. Now she continues to spread light and love playing by her own set of rules. Her latest book, What's Thesis, was created to empower women and recognize their inner strength and power and to educate women, young and old, on the importance of self-love while journeying through singlehood. She wrote this book for all the women who've ever felt unworthy, overlooked, voiceless, undervalued, and unseen. There is purpose within your singleness, but you must be willing to heal and do the work, she says. So ladies, without further ado, please welcome the amazing Deanna Lefwich. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. So excited to have you, ladies. Before we started recording, um, I was able to actually tell Deanna, you ladies know that we had a WMNC link up or W Boss link up a few months ago at a Black Women's Writers Conference where I was able to actually sit down and hear Deanna's story and also was able to purchase her book. And her book, West Thesis, was like the most transformative thing to me, not only as a Black woman, but of course, in business, we as bosses, we don't talk about our relationships, our personal lives outside of business and that book was just so transformative to me I think if you're a boss listening to this you need it if you're trying to navigate through singlehood or just life in general trying to work through your hardships it is definitely worth the read so before we hop into the topic this week of the healing boss give us a little bit more about yourself Deanna where are you from tell us all about you before we hop into the topic this week so my name is Deanna Leftwich, but most people call me D. I am from Washington, D.C. I am a Washingtonian, but I was born in Prince George's County, Maryland. I'm an artist. I'm a creative. I love things, all innovation, always looking for higher heights. I'm also an educator. I am a professor by uh, part-time. I teach at the College of Southern Maryland, and I've, re- I've taught at Bowie State as well. So I'm an educator. I inspire. I motivate. I create. I'm an artist. I feel like I am a multiplicity of all things creative. <laughs> so, um, yes, I'm a Christian woman. Um, I go by God and his agenda only. And, um, yeah, that's me in a nutshell to sum it up. Yes, a woman that wears many hats. We love to see it. With that being said, what inspired you to start your very own brand, empowering women through your writing to heal not only through relationships, but life's hardships as well? So, to be quite honest with you and super transparent, I never saw this journey for my life, right? I never aspired to be an author and to tell my story and inspire people through testimony, but I was kind of roped into it. I had my own agenda, what I wanted my life to look like and who I wanted to be, but God had other plans. Um, So... 
my my testimony transformed into my healing, which also empowered other women because, like you said, we don't talk about our dating lives and things that we go through personally. And I feel that that narrative needs to change. I feel like the conversation needs to be pushed forward to discuss these things because you have no idea how many women are experiencing the same thing behind closed doors. And I think a lot of times we take these things and make it super private. Um, And I understand why your personal business is your personal business. However, if you know the next woman next to you or your sister or your aunt or your cousin is going through the same thing, you're more inclined to share and also um, make changes. Um, So I was inspired through heartache, if I can be um, really honest with you. I was inspired inspired through heartache. And um, it took for me to get kind of sick of my own mess um, to make it a real change. Um, so, yeah, that's how my brand was pushed forward was T-SIS and um, encouraging women to grow and heal and find purpose in their singlehood. Yes, we've talked about this previously on the podcast, but sometimes the things you do for yourself can inspire other women and you not even know it. Just like how with Deanna was saying she got sick of her own mess, which inspired her to, of course, um, help other women work through those same hardships that she had. Ladies, you never know what you may be going through could help another woman as well. Um, So it's important to be transparent throughout your journey, especially when you're in business. I know some things you might want to keep private, just like with relationships, so many people keep their relationships especially women private for some reason but I feel like the more transparent we are with that area of our life it can captivate motivate and inspire other women in those ways so with that being said Deanna what was your turning point when you knew okay I have to start this like what was that moment where you were like okay I gotta pick up this pen and paper I gotta put this you know this writing message down I have to launch this book what was your overall turning point when you knew okay this has to be a thing Um, So I don't know if it was a moment per se, but I will say, like, my thoughts would keep me up at night. So, you know, it was time to go to bed, and my mind is racing literally at 2, 3 in the morning. And I'm like, what is going on? I'm just trying to sleep. But the message kept coming in my head, and I was roped. I I got confirmation because I was roped in so many different conversations about the same thing. Women approaching the age of 30 unwedded um, are not uh, following in the steps of motherhood just yet and really having this sort of panic attack or just feeling like the timeline is against them because okay I'm 30 plus years old it's time for me to have a baby it's time for me to be a wife I haven't met the right one and I just found myself being really if I can be honest with you super irritated (laughs) um, behind that because you know who's to say our, my timeline is the same as yours and vice versa. Who made the rule that by this age, this is the time I'm supposed to be married and this is the time I'm supposed to have a baby? It's our, Once you get to a point in your life where you realize it is not in your control and that's God's agenda, then you stop worrying about the timelines and everything, trying to pinpoint everything to go in order because life doesn't work that way. So I just got to a point one day where I was like, you know what, enough is enough. Someone needs to do something about this. Did I know it was going to be me? Absolutely not. (laughs) But I just felt compelled to share my story and some of the things that I personally went through in order to inspire others. Um, Things such as temporary gratifications, um, practicing abstinence, uh, forgiveness, 
self-taught behavior, family trauma, just a bunch of baggage that we don't deal with within ourselves before we try to cohabitate with another person. Because I always say, if you're no good for you, how are you going to be good for someone else? You know what I mean? It just got to a point where enough was enough. And I decided one day something turned out as me, you know, reflecting, journaling, writing my thoughts, and next thing you know, two pages turned into five and then ten, and then I was in the thick of a book. It literally happened in a total of eight months. It didn't take me long at all, and I know most people who are authors say that, you know, oh, it took me years to write my book. It took me months, a little under a year to write it because I knew exactly what I wanted to say and how I wanted to say it. So that's how we got that. <laughs> I feel like that's how you know when something is your calling. Like it doesn't come hard to you, if that makes sense. Like it happens like the back of your hand, like you've been doing this. And especially when it's really meant to be out there and to be launched. So I definitely feel that. But I want to rewind a little bit. I heard you say so many times we feel like we're on a timeline, especially as a black woman, whether it's with motherhood or marriage or school, X, Y, and Z. I remember when I had first graduated graduated um from Bowie State of course got my bachelor's and literally within six to eight months my parents were like okay when are you getting your master's okay you don't yeah. want to get your master's anymore okay so are you going to start a family okay so yeah. are you going to get married and I don't know why that happens so much for women sometimes it's okay to just sit in your successes and to just wait on God for the next thing that he has for you in your life you don't have to go on a timeline right especially in the day and age of social media and instant gratification we're so we're itching so much for the next thing and the best thing and you know the next accomplishment and we need to just stop so I'm glad that we're sitting down today having this conversation talking about how to heal through those different transitions in your life whether it may be romantically platonically or if you're on that timeline and you're not meeting that timeline that everybody wants for you how to work through that too so that's what we're talking about this week ladies so let's go ahead and hop into the topic of this week which is of course the healing boss so of course we've talked about this a little bit throughout you know the beginning of this episode but this episode was created for bosses who are trying to navigate whether it's romantically platonically with those timelines as we were just saying trying to heal through those different phases of your life as a black woman in business and Deanna was the perfect person to sit down with today so with that being said why do you think so many female entrepreneurs kind of hide their journey with dating and the hardships that life made through our way of course we talked about it a little bit touched on a little bit at the beginning of this episode but why do you think so many bosses hide like their relationships or the hardships that they may go through Deanna that is such a a multi-layered question because it could be a multitude of things um and it's very complex especially within our black culture there could be various reasons I know for myself um a lot of times for me I was raised by a single mom And both of my parents, they were married, they split up, and they both remarried, got divorced, remarried again, got divorced a few times. So for me, what that looked like was um, I never aspired to want something that was short-lived. So I would just avoid it at all costs. And I think most women who are raised in a single-parent household with their mom are taught to keep their head down and be strong. Mm. Strength is the only real thing or real emotion that the Black woman 
embodies, right? Because we're always pitted to be strong. The black woman is the backbone. But we have our moments too where we're not feeling really strong. We The weight can be too much. And who do we have to lean on? You know what I mean? So I feel like it could be it could be a multitude of things along with um I would say embarrassment. You know, a lot of times we want to appear in entrepreneurship that we have everything together, right? You, we want to look like the boss chick, the one who's going in boardrooms, closing the deals, getting those degrees, closing um, deals and starting businesses and branching off. God forbid you want someone to look at you or view you as anything less than. But I think it's strength in showing others your vulnerability. That doesn't make you weak. That actually makes you stronger and shows that you're human. And we all are. We suffer through things that, you know, can be too detrimental sometimes. And it's okay to share that with people. Now, I'm not telling you to go on social media and have a spill (laughs) of just telling all your business. That's not what I'm saying. But it's okay to let people in sometimes. But it's a tasteful way and and manner in which you can do it. There's a lot of workshops available. Uh, Mental health and therapy is like the number one thing right now. And personal trainers and fitness, like, there's so many different lanes and avenues and things that you can be a part of that will emphasize uh, a journey of bettering your mental health. So I think now in this day and age, it's a lot safer than what it used to be because just to piggyback off what you said, when you were going through, you know, school and you graduated and they're like, what's the next step? Are you going to grad school? Are you getting married? I also think our family dynamics and what we came from pitch that on us because that was their experience but that is not necessarily ours we have options the biggest thing back then when our parents were growing up and vice versa their parents parents was to get a good job marry have kids the end right that's not the case anymore most of us are entrepreneurs most of us are educated most of us are trying new things a lot of us have left our full-time careers that we study for to go to school and doing our own thing. So I feel like, you know, all of that being said ties into why we don't share as much. Um, yeah, that that's what I, I took away from that. I think it is so much power and vulnerability. This is something that I definitely had to learn too. Um, piggybacking off of what Deanna said, sometimes in business and being seen as a boss, you want to show up as your best self, your most perfect self, like you have no flaws. It is no growth in that. It's no connection in that. It's no relatability in that. And that's something that a lot of you ladies have to learn over the course of time. I notice that when I see different creators that I follow or a businesswoman that I follow, once they're vulnerable with the things that they may going through behind the scenes is so much more relatable and for some reason it makes me support them 10 times harder so I want you ladies listening to this episode to think about that like you don't have to show up perfect all the time you don't have to show up with your hair and makeup done looking beat to the guys 10 out of 10 all the time it's okay to sometimes show up as your authentic vulnerable self because I promise people will rock with you 10 times harder so with that being said Deanna I know you said in the beginning that sometimes it starts with you right so as a boss in business what are some different ways that you were able to to work on yourself before you're able to create flourishing relationships with others, whether it may be platonically or romantically? So first things first, when you're trying to work on something, you can't work on something that is already fixed. You have to be broken. And one thing that I've learned within my faith and also my personal growth is 
I had to be broken all the way down to be built back up. So I had to unlearn a, a lot of toxic traits I had, a lot of unhealthy behavior I had, and also my mental had to be trained and recalibrated all over again. So the work looks like starting over. For me, I always start with my faith in God. How's my personal connection with him? How's my prayer life? What does that look like? Um, am I practicing the things that I'm learning or being taught? Wherever you are, if you're in virtual church or Bible study or what, wherever you get your higher calling from, what am I practicing these practices? So once I got in alignment with my faith, um, I just slowly but surely start unlearning um, these bad habits that I used to have and unlearning these, these toxic traits and behaviors that I used to exude. But with that being said, you don't know until you know, right? So, for example, I went through um, a, a toxic relationship that was domestic violence. Now, I know that putting your hands on someone is wrong. I, I understood that. I wasn't oblivious to that. But in my book, I also discussed that I was trying to be a fixer. And that's not my job. I was trying to heal someone else while that person was breaking me. Now, what looked like the my demise or what the end may be actually was for my healing. I wouldn't choose to have it done that way. But what the devil meant to destroy, God built back up and made anew. So I was able to take that experience. And instead of placing finger or pointing blame, I took a hundred percent accountability for the part that I played in my own demise and also took what I learned and used it and transformed it to good. So what that looks like is setting healthy boundaries in my dating, right? I know what I'm not going to entertain. I have this thing um, that I tell single ladies all the time. When you're looking to date or you're about to get into the dating world, you should have three non-negotiables in place. What mine looked like in no particular order was faith, financial stability, and family. All three us meant that much to me. And whoever I was going to date or pursue, he had to have those in place. And when I say financial stability, I think people look at that and say, oh, you want a guy with money. That's not what I mean. When I say financial stability, I mean he has to be able to hold his own, take care of himself, and also be able to contribute here. And we work together as a team. You can't build anything if you have nothing to build with or form a team with anybody. So that's just a little snippet of what I talk about in the book, but also you know, what I apply in my own personal life. So 100% um, accountability and also creating safe boundaries and also honoring those boundaries, not, you know, letting anybody get away with anything as far as, you know, oh, I'm setting the boundary of, I don't know. I'm not going to answer my phone past 9 o'clock. If someone calls you past 9 o'clock, don't answer the phone. Don't say, oh, this is my best friend. Or, oh, this is such and such. That doesn't matter. It's a hard boundary. So I think getting my faith aligned, um, getting my connection back strong with Christ, taking full accountability and establishing healthy boundaries is how I got to this place of healing. 
Mm, I love that. One of my favorite things that you said was the importance of setting boundaries and keeping those boundaries across the board and having non-negotiables. I think that is so important with, especially within dating, right? Especially if you feel like you bring certain things to the table, you want that other person to bring certain things to the table too. Cause like Deanna said, you, you can't build with no foundation. So I want you ladies to apply that to every single area of your life, right? Having non-negotiables in business, having non-negotiables with your platonic friendships and your romantic relationships can really take you such a long way. But you can only set those non-negotiables when you have strict boundaries and that comes down to self-respect. That is one thing I've really had to learn. Like the more that you respect yourself and love yourself and really take care of yourself and heal yourself, it's the more stern and strict you are with your boundaries. It sounds like the craziest thing in the world, but sometimes you have to go through those seasons where you're going through a bad breakup or you're going through a really low moment in your life to where you're just like, man, I don't want to feel like this no more. What did I do to contribute to me feeling like this way or getting into this relationship that was bad for me and that tarnished me? What type of accountability can I take so that I know moving forward, I need to set boundaries, right? I need to have non-negotiables. I need to not contribute toxic ways to these relationships too. Because ladies, if we're being real, sometimes we do that. We point the finger at someone else without seeing and holding a mirror to ourselves. Like, what did I do, right, to contribute to this situation? Because it takes two to tango most times and not, right? So I love the fact that Deanna said that, ladies, when you're listening, please know that if you really want to heal, especially in those relationships, y'all know we talked about this last week, sometimes it's that man that's tearing you down, have non-negotiables, have boundaries, and all that comes with self-love and self-respect. And please know in listening to this episode, these things aren't things that you can learn overnight. These things take time. Some of them may take months. Some may take years. For me, it took years. The past two years, I've really been focused on loving myself, setting strong boundaries within myself and others, romantically, platonically, professionally. And I didn't start reaching areas of success within my romantic relationships and platonic relationships until I really sat down with myself and said, okay, I don't want to have these relationships anymore where I deem as toxic or negative. What things am I contributing to these same situations that I can change to make sure that my relationships are successful moving forward? So I really like the fact that Deanna touched on that and was really transparent in sharing that as well because we're not transparent enough. Like I was saying in the beginning, like we always want to show up perfect. We always want to make sure, we always want to, you know, show up like, oh, I have the perfect relationship. I have the perfect man or I have the perfect business X, Y, and Z. None of us are perfect. There's no growth in that. There's no relatability in that. So ladies, make sure you got a pen and paper and jot those down. Make sure you have boundaries and non-negotiables moving forward. Absolutely. So with that being said, Deanna, what is some advice you would give to a female entrepreneur listening that may be trying to heal through platonic, romantic, or interpersonal relationships that might be distracting them from business right now? Um, it, it goes without saying back to what I was saying, you know, um, the advice I would give to someone is definitely set those boundaries like we already discussed. And also, please be certain to honor yourself because here's the thing. When you set those boundaries and you are, you know, exuding those spaces where you are honoring yourself, sticking to those boundaries, doing the things that you love, but also, you know, with within that, that standard, other people see it and you set the tone for how others will treat you when they see how you treat yourself. I used to, before my fiance, um, when we were dating, I used to always buy myself flowers and he would come in here and see the flowers. But that was the standard that I set for myself. So of course, 
when we got serious and we were dating um, on the path to being engaged, he began to do what I was doing for myself. And he began to uphold that role and start buying me flowers. But I was showing him how I wanted to be loved and how much I love myself. So this is the standard. Um, I feel like we have to set examples when we are dating professionally platonic relationships romantically you set the standard and you have to show people how much respect you have for yourself in order to be viewed or treated as such if you're not like like i said before if you're not good for yourself you can't be good for anyone else so that is definitely the advice i would give to a female entrepreneur listening just just make sure you're sticking to your guns and honor yourself with the highest, most utmost respect and everyone else will fall in line. In healing, as a boss, a lot of people immediately say, don't worry about what you're going through, get in your bag or hustle through what you're feeling. How damaging do you think that can be in general to a person's mental health, especially in business? I think when you throw yourself into things and ignore what your body is feeling, that's when we get these things of we see people, they have mental breakdowns or they're spilling everything because they don't allow themselves to feel. Um, I think getting in your bag is great. I think, you know, um, making sure you're you're following your entrepreneurial spirit and also doing things you, you set out to do and attacking those goals are great. But in the same breath, we are human and it's not that simple. We get burnt out. You know, we our social media goes down. We don't want to be around people. We have bad days, uh, especially when you're starting a, a, a brand or you're in an entrepreneurial space. It's 10 times magnified than the average working person um, because this is your brand. This is your baby so um i think it is ill will advice to advise someone to just ignore what they're feeling and just dive straight into the business because it, it, it will reflect in your business it will show in your business when you're not feeling your best self um i think most of the time most of us just need to sit in a quiet space and just do nothing. Breathe. Listen to your breathing. Listen to your body. You know, fitness is always a good a good thing. Um, I personally, the past two years recently have gotten into fitness and it really helps with my mental health and getting my stress level down. Um, I've been working with a personal trainer and it's been great. Taking walks, um, just journaling, just meditating. I find vision boards have been my thing. Like, I'll go in here and I'll go old school. Most people have a Canva account or what have you or do it digitally. I go straight to Walmart, Target, <laughs> get me a poster board, magazines, and clip out what I want my future to look like. I meditate, I talk to God, and I take a walk. I'll, I'll t- give myself a, a cocktail, some wine, listen to my favorite record. I am uh, a jack of all trades, so I love, love, love Odie but Goody's music. It is my favorite. I've had on my record player, and I'm in here spinning my vinyl, just zoning out and really setting my, myself at peace. Um, so if you are listening, I recommend that when you're having a bad day or you want to cry go in the car go in the bathroom go in your room cry let it out that is a real live emotion and i feel like most of us try to suppress that and that's not healthy not at all not for your mental not for your physical um most of the time i know for myself when i'm feeling burnt out 
and I don't express it, I snap. I get snappy on mm. people. I'm getting smart, and it's just not a good look. Take that time to feel whatever you need to feel, and just take some time to yourself. A lot of times, we're in our phones. You know, we're seeing what's going on on Instagram, Twitter. Unplug, deplug from everything. Unplug from the world, and just sit and spend quiet time with yourself. You know what? When it comes to healing, I think of it like like a car that has no oil, right? When you don't do certain things that's needed to keep going, you'll experience issues in other areas too. All right? I'm going somewhere with this. So y'all know we're all women listening. You listen, women listen to this episode. We all don't take care of our cars, okay? Some It's something with women. We don't really be taking care of our cars like the men's do, but it's okay. When you don't oil that car and you 10,000 miles past your service, I'm to listen, I'm talking about me sometimes. When you don't oil your car, right? Ladies, we start to notice issues in other areas of the car too. Your car starts feeling bumpy. The wheels start shaking a little bit when you brake, right? It's the same thing with healing. If you don't take that time to properly tend to yourself and fix yourself in some ways, especially when it comes to therapy and, you know, doing self meditation practices like other bosses do, especially in the latest episode that we had with a um, health and wellness expert, Shoa, not taking the time to properly hear yourself can really mess you up in other areas of your life like Deanna said she was getting snappy with other people it can lead to burnout it can lead to a lot of different things so I want you ladies after you listen to this episode if you're going through a certain phase right now and you feel like you just grinding it out and bossing it through and you know focusing on your business but not focusing on your healing that can lead to a lot of other things so I want you ladies to think of what are some different things that I can do to properly heal myself in a healthy way to make sure that I show up as my best self in every area of my life So with that being said, Deanna, as we're entering the last few minutes of the episode, how important do you think having the right people around you is when going through hardships and how can that help with the feeling of having to heal while also maintaining a business? How important is community? Wow, that is loaded. I will say having the right people around you is vital. It's essential and it'll determine a lot for you personally and in business. Um, If you don't have the right energy around you, the right team around you, it'll reflect in your business, but also your personal. Um, I think we need to be very um, socially selective with who we choose to do business with and in friendships, professional and interpersonal relationships. It is essential that you don't give everybody your time or, you know, make all association with just anybody. I think you are as good as who's around you and they reflect you. They represent you. Your character speaks volumes about you entering a room and after you leave. That is what people remember is your character. And the team and the people you have around you is more, more than likely the people you lean on, the people you confide in, the people you talk to. And if you're not able to have a certain level of people around you that are still, um, excuse me, that are still um, exuding the things that you want to or kind of like not in the same realm as you, it'll reflect. And I also am a firm believer that with elevation comes separation, right? Mm -hmm. So what that looks like is sometimes when you're elevating to higher heights, everybody's not going to understand. And we they may be near and dear to our hearts. We may love them. But 
I have found in my own personal life that friendships are a lot like a television series, right? So let's just say you're watching your favorite show and it's the first season, the main character comes on and you'll see this character develop other relationships with other people. As time goes on and this character developing is still taking place, someone may drop off in season one and they'll introduce new people in season two. That's a lot like how our lives are exemplified through friendships and relationships with people. Um, You have to be comfortable with the fact that when you're doing something that is groundbreaking or you're in entrepreneurial business, it is going to be a lot of loss. I think this is the part where people don't talk about. Mm. You are essentially, if I can be very frank, a loser. You lose a lot. You lose friendships. You lose money. You lose time. You lose things. And I think that is the part of success that people do not want to be honest about and tell people. You have to be comfortable with failure and loss. And every loss is not a loss. Some losses are wins, you know what I mean? And some losses are here to teach you what not to do next time. Or also, you know, teach you very humbling experiences. But I think we need to be comfortable with the fact that loss is all right. But understand if you lose something, God doesn't take away anything and doesn't replace it with something better. Um, So having the right people around you is key when it comes to business, life, friendships, and just overall in general, any aspect of your life. The people you have around you is a direct reflection of you. And you want to reflect and and show people who you are in the best light possible. Yes, Yana, thank you for sharing so many gems and tips, especially on the tidbit of community. You ladies know I talk about all the time. You are as good as the people that are around you, especially in business, okay? Before you leave us, Yana, what is next for yourself and your brand? And where can I ladies listening find you as far as your website, socials, where can they grab that book, et cetera, et cetera, before you go? So I want to take what T says to the next level. I want to start doing workshops um, for us ladies just to give give a safe space to what we just shared today about just sharing our experiences and dating and love and healing and be able to just have a place where we can have a source of outlet for one another, um, whatever that looks like, you know, workshops. Um, conventions, whatever. I want to start getting into event and decor to just create a space where we can come somewhere and feel safe to share with one another. So that is my next step, pushing this message to the limit and whatever God has in store for me. Um, I can be found on Instagram. Um, My Instagram name is I am, that's underscore D Leftwich, D L E F is in Frank, T is in Tom, W I C H. And you can also go to my website at www.goodandplenty, that's P L E N T E A dot net. Yes. Thank you so much, Deanna, for being on our podcast today. And thank you, ladies, so much for listening to the Women of Blend podcast. Once again, you ladies can listen in on this episode on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, any podcast listening platform there is via on. Thank you, ladies, once again for tuning in. And you ladies will hear me next week.